Welcome back to White Fox After Hours. Welcome. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Cody. And we are your hosts of the official White Fox podcast. Today we have Tiara, our head buyer here at White Fox on the podcast. We chat about what it was like working at White Fox in the OG days and her career journey into her role now as the head buyer. We also play a little game of In or Out, Fashion Trend Edition, at the end, so stay tuned for some trend predictions from the trendsetter herself. We absolutely loved chatting with Tiara in this episode and think you guys are really going to love it too, so let's bring her in. So welcome, Tiara. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the pod. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, so before we start every episode, for just a bit of an icebreaker, we ask everyone what their ins and outs for the week are. So what were your ins and outs? Oh, this was really tough for me. <laughs> Um, but my in for the week, and I think Scarlett, you can agree with this one, um, is doing something that puts you outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. For me, that is doing this podcast. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scarlett knows I'm so nervous to be <laughs> But I just thought like, yeah, like... I will say yes. I will do it. Yeah. Do it. It's something very different for me. Usually I'd be like way too nervous and say no. But yeah, that's my in for today, for the week, is doing something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but yeah. excited to be here. No, we love that. I mean, when we first started, we were like so like uncomfortable about it as well. But then I feel like you build confidence doing things that are out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Don't be nervous. No, I'm not nervous. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I know. When I slacked Tiara and asked her to come on, she was like, um, I need about three business days to think about this. <laughs> Literally. I was like, I'm going to need to sleep on this. I'll get back to you soon. Yeah. And here spoke, we are. spoke through it with my partner and I was like, oh, okay. Yep. I'll do it. Oh, we're very happy to have you. <laughs> and what is your out for the week? My out for the week is, this is something that I'm not currently actioning myself, so I want to say it here so that I do, um, is staying up late. I currently stay up till 12 o'clock every night. Like, I do not go to bed early at all. 12 o'clock? That's yeah. late. Really late. What and, time do you get up? Um, I mean, I don't get up early. I get up at seven. I need, like, see, I need seven hours, but I only go to bed at 12. So I'd like to go to bed earlier and then I'll have seven hours and then I'll be an early riser, which I'd really like to be. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with this one. I'm trying to do this. We've been talking about this. Yeah. We've been trying to do yeah. the same at the moment. I'd love to be like someone who gets up early in the morning, gets so much done, goes to the gym and all that kind of stuff. But I need seven hours. Like yeah. if I get less than seven hours sleep, I'm just not okay. Going to bed late is my out. Is out. Yeah. yeah. I agree with this, but it is it is hard. I feel like by the time you get home, there's things to do. There's TikToks to scroll in. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I am so busy at night. Like by yeah. the time I like go to the gym after work, get home, cook, I'm, I mean, I'm currently planning a wedding, so that's also taking up a bit of my time. <laughs> um, so yeah, but so like once I start getting all my like life admin done, it's midnight. And yeah. then, yeah, that's just my night gone. Yeah, well, I guess planning a wedding's a full-time job <laughs> yeah, as well. It so. honestly is. <laughs> it is a bit. <laughs> how you're doing it. Like, yeah. it's, there's a lot of admin there. There is a lot of admin, but, um, yeah, Very exciting. Through, which is exciting. And the other thing that we do at the start of every episode is ask what talk you're on. So do you have a particular TikTok algorithm? Look, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not the biggest TikToker. <laughs> I don't really? scroll that often. No. Okay. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, sometimes I'll definitely go on, but I know, okay, I'm going to be here for like an hour. So I'll only open the app when I like literally have that spare time. Yeah. Um, but when I do go on, I mostly get food TikToks, specifically ramen talk. Ooh. I love ramen. Me like too. so much. <laughs> yes. yes. So I always get like the ramen hacks, like how to do like, you know, 
quick ramen and then like you add cheese and add like all these other eggs and stuff. Oh, like, do know. you make them? Sometimes, yeah. But I've realised they're not very healthy, so <laughs> <laughs> try to stop. Yeah, but they are yeah. delicious though. I love TikTok recipes. Like, yeah. There's so many good things on there. Mm, there yeah. really is. <laughs> and you can save them for later. And I always look through, like, my yeah. favourite ones. I always go back and if I'm, like, not sure what to cook, mm. I'll, I'll scroll through my TikTok. Yeah, I actually yeah. do the yeah. same. It's funny now that it's literally, like, a search engine now. Like, I'm like, yeah. anything, knit a recipe, TikTok. Like, literally, yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah. Like, before doing my groceries even, I'll be like, okay, let me see on TikTok what my, like, good recipes I that I saved recently <laughs> are. And then I'll do my groceries based on that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the talk I'm on, I guess. Oh, What's and... That? Alex Earl talk just 24-7. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I get. So we'll get into the question. So let's take it back to the start, like where it all started from when you finished school, like a bit of a timeline of your career like <laughs> up until working at White Box. Yeah, this is a bit wild for me. <laughs> I had a very, I guess, different like career path before ending up here. So mm. this is going to be a bit of a crazy story. Um, but I guess like growing up and all through school, I was a singer, a dancer, just constantly performing. Like every weekend I'd have a different gig. I'd be that girl at school that had come to work like with my hair still done from a gig from the night before pretty much. <laughs> I love that. It's giving men character. <laughs> <laughs> I was just always like busy. Like other kids would be like going out to parties and stuff and be like, oh, I can't, I've got a gig. Um, so so cool. that, that is was really just, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's just who I was. Um, so yeah, I was like doing that all growing up and I really thought like that's potentially where my life was heading. Um, but at the same time, like I just had such a huge passion for fashion. Um, but more like kind of more on the business side of things. Like I never saw myself becoming like a designer or anything like that, but I did really like the business side of fashion. So when I finished school, I felt like I really had to make a decision between like, am I going to be a performer or am I going to take like the fashion route and go study or, um, you know, like get straight into work. So yeah, like as soon as I finished high school, like it was pretty much do I want to be Beyonce or do I want to be Rachel from Friends? Yeah. And like that was literally my <laughs> two choices. Two very different career Literally my two choices. Like I kind of see like <laughs> you in both of them though. I loved Rachel from Friends and I'm like, oh, she's a fashion buyer. Yeah. Like, that sounds so cool. And yeah. like I was really into that. But then at the same time, like I wanted to be Beyonce. Like, <laughs> I just felt like in my bones I could be Beyonce. The thing Obviously is, we not. all did. But you actually <laughs> could. Like, <laughs> that's like a realistic goal for you. <laughs> no, it really wasn't a realistic goal. But like I just was always singing and dancing mm. like up on stage. So mm. it just like felt like maybe, maybe there's a chance there. But um, yeah, so when I finished, like I was pretty much trying to make that decision. I was already in a band. So I was always singing with my girl band at the time mm. um one of whom is still here at White Fox I love that <laughs> so um my girlfriend Holly who works here at White Fox as well um we were in a band together and there were three girls and we were gigging every weekend already coming out of school um and then pretty much when we finished school we like made the decision to really focus on singing and really make something of the band. Um, so I guess I was on the trajectory to, you know, try to be that Beyonce direction. Mm. <laughs> but I'm a serious realist, so I wanted something to fall back on. I still applied for uni, went to study media and marketing and got like just a casual job as well whilst still pursuing the singing career. 
um, as a band, we got pretty serious. We went over to Nashville, we were writing music with all these like songwriters and stuff. It's actually crazy. <laughs> I know, it's so cool. We would literally tour around Australia. So we'd like have a whole band with us. We'd either be flying or like getting a tour bus pretty much and like traveling up and down the coast, um, performing at all these festivals and stuff like that. We had a song that, well, we had a few songs, but we released our first song on Spotify in like 2014. Um, so we were like a legit band. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, like full music videos. Music and, videos yeah. on YouTube. Like we'd do all gigs, like paid gigs and people would come watch us and like all that kind of stuff. So it was like really seriously heading that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, at the same time, like I was still studying media and marketing and um, still working casually, but I had like all my eggs in that basket. Like that's where we wanted to be going. But I must say it kind of just got to the point that it really... I really needed structure in my life and I think that was really hard being a singer and, you know, just having kind of more sporadic work. I was, like, really desperate for a nine-to-five. Like, that's really weird because most people don't want to work a nine-to-five, but I just wanted that structure and wanted that, like... Um, what is it like to be able to rely on my work yeah and it just got, like, a, to the stage where I'm like, okay, look, it's a really, really difficult um, industry to be in, like being an artist, being a singer, it's hard. Not everyone's going to be yeah, successful. Yeah, like it's a whole different lifestyle yeah. that you have. Oh, it's yeah. so difficult and such hard work and you really, like, have to hustle to mm. do well in that industry, um, which we definitely did, but I just I, – I wanted something a bit more concrete. Actually, also in 2014 that um, I started initially modelling for White Fox <laughs> – <laughs> Which is so weird. <laughs> so, so weird. Because so Georgia um, set up White Fox in 2013, like late 2013, with the help of uh, Melina, which is actually my auntie. And she started started up the brand and had some girls like modelling for her already, just like clothes that she'd pick up from um, the wholesalers nearby. And then pretty much the end of the year, she was asked if I could help out in modelling. So from 2014 for like a year or so, I was modelling for her and she would literally just shoot all of the product on me would be at my auntie's house, um, which was like on the water there. And so we were shooting on the front of the beach and like would take all the clothes down. It'd be in a little tent, get changed in the tent. And then Georgia shot everything on me, would go home, edit all the photos and put them online. I didn't even know this until we were like preparing for this interview. Really? Yeah. That's I'm actually so like, crazy. Like OG, OG. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So I, the funniest thing actually happened literally last week. We all got a memory on our Facebook, you know, how you'd get those Facebook yeah. memories. It's literally 2014 and it's a photo of me in White Fox and my mum had like shared it like from well, the White Fox page onto her own Facebook and we all got and a all memory. Came up with a memory. Oh my god. I'm like, oh my god, I look so We like, have young. to like share yeah. some of these on after oh, hours. I've seen a few of these too. I remember I was going through the old like Facebook photos and I found yeah. the, all the photos that you used to be in. I used to so be like in the st- like in the back end of our website right now. Like you could still find these photos on the really old product. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> some people like we'd have new starters come in and be like, Tiara, is that you? And I'm like, oh, my God, don't look. <laughs> yeah. We so, have to get these out of yeah. the archives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going on the... Um, I have one sec. Oh, my God, so, the lighting is tragic, but it's cute. It's a cute memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I guess but, back then it was so different, like how photos were taken and, like, the whole industry. Yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it was It was a 
wild start really um but I guess yeah so at the time I was still singing and still like pursuing that career but I started working for White Fox one as a model and then just started helping them out like getting orders out pretty much all through 2014 and 2015 as well um so that was kind of my introduction to White Fox that's just like where my White Fox career started yeah by modeling (laughs) (laughs) well I love that so crazy how it started from that yeah I know and now you're like Girl boss, like, <laughs> head buyer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah. So you first started working as a model and in dispatch, just helping out with the orders. How did you kind of progress into your role now as the head buyer of White Box? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I yeah, as you said, I literally just started by helping out, like. Daniel is my cousin. So Daniel and Georgia being the directors of White Fox. And so I was just helping any time that I could offer. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'll come over. I'll pack some orders. Like, no problem. It's at my auntie's house. Like, (laughs) it's too easy for me. Yeah. I'll definitely come help. So we were literally working out of my auntie's house and they had, like, all the stock through the hallways of the house. And we started getting, like, more staff come in and dispatch from the house that we actually had to kick Daniel out of his bedroom. (laughs) Um, So we had to take over his bedroom space (laughs) as like our dispatch area. Priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Daniel. He was he was happy to move, I think. No sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. So it was really cool that we were like starting in such like a close knit environment. Um but then obviously we outgrew that space. Yeah. Um, And we moved over to um White Fox's first warehouse. Um and when I was there that's pretty much like where I was solely dispatching. Like I would work every day, kind of like leading the dispatch team we had a little team at that time but it was totally different to what dispatch is like now yeah (laughs) this was back when we would do everything off memory so like we'd print out the orders like on stacks of paper um and then we'd just read what they ordered and then we'd run around based on memory and go find everything for their order that is wild which like you could never imagine doing that now because the warehouse is so huge and everything's digital like your technology is sending you where you need to go downstairs now but back then it was just all off memory and we knew where everything was like every yeah every team member that started like studied where the location of every item and could go pick easily it was it was great i loved it back then (laughs) yeah now i know you could never like you could absolutely never but it was really fun at the time sometimes like we'd have to like dig through like shelves for the stock and stuff like you never had a phone telling you like hey the item that you need is over here like no (laughs) were you still a model at this point too no 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 sorry yeah (laughs) didn't didn't preface the fact that um yeah I only modeled for like maybe six months to a year and then they got the pros in which was great (laughs) 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 yeah so I was only like helping out modeling in the early days when um White Fox was still working out of the house. And then once we moved into Edgeware, I definitely wasn't doing that. Um, But yeah, so I was working in dispatch. And then when I decided not to pursue being a singer is when I decided to go full time with White Fox. Like I loved being surrounded by all things fashion. Like we were dispatching orders and that's like what my sole job was, but I still loved it and had such like you just get a spark and like you could feel something big happening and that's just like it was so exciting to be working there and seeing white fox grow like from the ground up yeah it was really I can imagine because cool. yeah. it was growing really quickly, really wasn't fast it? yeah really fast and it just like it had this energy it still does have this energy but like we were growing so quickly we had so many new staff members joining us and that's kind of just when I said like yeah this is this is what I want to do like I want to be doing this full-time um 
I like I want to grow with this business um and so yeah that's when I decided to go full-time when was that that was probably around 2015 2016 around then and Georgia needed assistance in buying so at that time her and Daniel would actually go and do all the um buying from the wholesalers in Sydney so it's in like Surrey Hills suburb um and you just buy from like the wholesalers there so they'd have all the stock you can pick it up you'd literally pack it in your cars and take it over to your warehouse um you'd like count all the stock and put it onto your website ready to dispatch yeah so like manual yeah that's how it was yeah that's how it all was and like nothing was digital either like Daniel would go and do a big trip he'd take he'd take the four-wheel drive drive into Surrey Hills um um, do all his buying, like pick up all of this stock, cram it into the car. Sometimes he would call me and be like, hey, like I've got too much stock. Um, can you bring your car and we f- can fill your car up? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So I drive into Zoe Hills. You were really doing it all, weren't you? Yeah. yeah we, like, but that was what was so great about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel like I've been business. able to do every element of the business, which has like just built my knowledge so, so much. And I think that's like, kind of why I've gotten to where I've gotten to today um I've been able to like get a really great understanding of our white fox customer just by doing literally every every like snippet and element of the job which has been so much fun yeah so I was pretty much just helping with all the buying so I would um receive all the stock in see what how many units we had at that time we were literally writing it down in a book and then I'd type it into like our website back end at that time to put the stock online and like manually launch a product so that's where I started bit by bit obviously there was a lot more work to be done so I my team started growing my first um, team member was Tani who's still with us today between the two of us we would do all the buying from our wholesalers at that time we like weren't designing too too much in-house it was more that we're picking up from wholesalers which is me like buying the stock from other people that have designed it bit by bit we started designing a lot more in-house which has been really great for like White Fox and for our White Fox customer because we could really deliver exactly what our customer was vibing yeah and then that's pretty much where we started introducing like our branding on product um so pretty early on um Tani and I worked on like having t-shirts just like oversized t-shirts with white fox written on it and I think like it was so cool to see for the first time hey customers want to wear white fox mm. on them <laughs> like yeah. they want the branding on them and that was so cool to see um and that's pretty much like where the you know the beginning of loungewear really started just by like doing these oversized t-shirts with white fox written on them um and we could see like how much demand there was for that um and I mean it's taken off now with loungewear being you know one of our biggest yeah, categories on the website wearing yeah. white fox across them everywhere yeah. like you can literally walk any around anywhere yeah. in Sydney and people are wearing white fox yeah literally yeah. and it's so nice that our customers are like so loyal and they want to wear white fox and they want to represent the brand honestly sometimes we notice if we're selling a product that maybe the white fox is really small it won't sell as well as something where the white fox is huge they want, they <laughs> like, want it on there they want it like really big they want it noticeable I'm like that's so cool like, I know. Yeah. like let's not be subtle like let's go yeah we want it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, I've been blabbing on for so long. But the team just kept growing. So I have a team of buyers, planners, product developers. We work with um, a design and production team as well. There's about 20 of us um, in like the product team, I would say. Um, and we work so closely together. It's amazing. We're like super collaboratively. We'll have the buyers literally like ordering all the stock from the product developers and the designers that they're creating. Um, we'll, we'll like go back and forth in terms of like, hey guys, like this is what the customer is wanting and give them all our inspo. And then they'll go off and design everything for us and hand it back over to us and be like, these are 
all your options, which ones are going to work for you. And our buyers will pretty much go like, yep, X, Y, Z, like we want this. Um, you know, pick what colours are doing best for that season and pick, you know, what price point it needs to be at and give all of that advice back and forth. And then we order a product and get it delivered, hand it over to shoot um, and launch it online. I know it is very collaborative. (laughs) Everything, isn't it? Yeah. Like all the teams really working together. That's kind of leading into my next question anyway. um, What is your role now? Like what would you kind of, yeah, describe your role as now? Yeah, like day in the life of Tiara, the head buyer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, my, my title's head buyer. So I guess that means... I look after all the product that we sell on White Fox. So everything that you can buy online or like scrolling past, add to cart, like all of that has gone through me at some point before ending up online. Um, So A Day in the Life is pretty much working with both our like product development and design teams um, to range and like put together it might not be a collection. We might not be working on a full collection at all times. It's just individual styles. We bring so much new like new product in weekly. Um, so the girls are working super hard. Um, and, yeah, so I'll be sitting down with them initially. We'll go through, you know, inspo, Pinterest boards, what's trending at the moment, um, you know, what people have seen on Instagram over the weekend, like all of that. We'll constantly be like sharing inspo back and forth between all the teams. Um, and then... Yeah, so the girls will go off and do all their sampling with our suppliers, get samples in. I'm currently one of the fit models as well. (laughs) (laughs) She can. She does it all. (laughs) So um, when all the samples come back from the suppliers, I'll fit them with the product development team, Uh, which is nice because I get, like, a good feel for all of our products before they go online and I can really, like you know, feel the fabrics and know how it's yeah. going to fit and yeah, be like, oh, like, sure. let's adjust this and that. Um, so, yeah, I get to work really closely with the actual products itself and how they fit. Yeah, when we're happy with how everything fits, we'll hand it over to the buyers. So we have a buying team um, and they will pretty much select everything that they want to range into their categories and place the orders, send off the orders to all the suppliers and get the stock in. And that's all done with the assistance of our planners as well. So our merchandise planners are really analytical. So they'll look at everything that we need, how many units we need in stock at a certain time, when it needs to be coming in and look at all the like nitty gritty analytics of things. And the buyers get to be a little bit more creative and say like, hey, like I want it to look like this. I want it to have like lace trims on it and stuff like that. Um, So they work hand in hand really Mm. well. We've got like the true analytics (laughs) and the true numbers girls. Um, And then our buyers are like a little bit bit, more creative. And then obviously like our product developers and our designers are super creative. So it's a really, big team but everyone works hand in hand so nicely um it's such a great environment um like our product team is just all in this big open space so we're constantly like just chatting to each other across the room about a certain style that we want to like bring in yeah and so we all work together really nicely but that's pretty much what like my day looks like yeah Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it is so nice how like collaborative you guys are do you feel like there's like a lot of back and forth like say the other planners like no we need this and the buyer's like oh but I want this to oh be absolutely <laughs> absolutely but that's like so much fun we've got a lot of girls that have come from different companies as well so they'll often say to me like oh it's so different here like when we get something that needs to be set in stone or like have a certain budget that we need to like stick to or a certain range that needs to be met that's it like it's set in stone you can't make any changes here like you guys just work so collaboratively everyone's like oh like can I have this if I give you that like, 
<laughs> and that's yeah. like a term negotiating. of literally negotiating 24 7 you should speak to the buyers they're just constantly like how can I phrase this to get away with like that's like so to the funny. planners be like hey like can can you give me some some extra units that I'm allowed to bring in in this month and I promise I'll like take them out of this other month for you it's I constantly negotiating it's, it's so fun um but yeah, it's like really different here at White Fox. Mm, and yeah. I've learnt that obviously I personally haven't been at other companies um, doing a buying role, but I've learnt that with like all my new team members that have joined. And it's really nice to hear when they're like, oh my God, like it's so nice here at White Fox. <laughs> it's such a breath of fresh air. Like they're used to just having like really strict guidelines and not being able to use their creativity or, you know, implement a new strategy that they think could really help the business. Just pretty much being told flat out, no, like you're not mm. allowed to do that. Yeah. Here, even with Daniel and Georgia, like we work so closely with them constantly like, hey, like we have this idea. Do you think it's a good idea? Like, is this something you'd be interested in us testing out? Can we implement it? And they're always saying yes. They're like, yeah, yeah why not? Um, That's something that I love about working here as well. I feel like if there's anything, if you have an idea, they're like, yep, let's go yeah, for it. Absolutely. Like they really do put that. Yeah. Absolutely. So supportive and just like so open to trialing things as well. And I think the biggest testament to them is how they take risks. Daniel and Georgia together, like obviously everything is very calculated and there is always a strategy behind it, but they are not afraid to take risks. And I think that's what's really pushed White Fox even further into this like hyper growth that we're going through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of other people are too nervous to do those things and don't want to risk it. But luckily it's, it's worked. It's, really yeah. it's worked yeah. for White Fox. Yeah. And it's really paid off. So yeah. um, I think that's kind of like been reflected on all of us as well as employees. Um, and so we're always like looking for ways to suggest new ideas and like, hey, like what if we push the boundaries here? in there um and you know have that open communication with them which has been really good yeah for sure and I feel like that's how we've been able to get to know our customers so well also is like yeah. constantly taking risks and seeing how they respond and yeah, yeah now we're absolutely. now we're here absolutely yeah <laughs> um and going back to how you said that when you first started you didn't have like you hadn't known how to be a buyer before like you hadn't come yeah, from no. another company so how was that learning on the job like there wasn't anyone here that knew anything like you no. kind of <laughs> created the team and created the processes from I yeah I learned from yeah people. like I was I just was a sponge from the second that I started helping Georgia, I just wanted to absorb everything that she knew. I mean, she wasn't a buyer herself, but she did things the way that worked for White Fox. Same with Daniel. Daniel had a, like, really heavy hand in buying as well. Like, he, he'd probably come in here claiming, like, I was the buyer. <laughs> like, I could just see him coming through that door yeah. being like, excuse me. Um, but... I learned how they did things and how they like figured things worked for White Fox because they were working for White Fox. So I just learned everything that I could off them. Um, and then bit by bit, yeah, started adapting the processes and updating, you know, ways to do things a bit more like efficient or, you know, digitizing everything because back when they were doing it, it was literally all written down on paper. Um, and then when I had team members join me, that's when I was like, I was learning every time I had a new team member it was a learning curve for me because I'd never been in that position before where I had someone asking me like, hey, what do I do next? Mm. Um, so that was like a massive learning curve for me. And every day, like I just tried to learn something new and tried to implement something new and see if it worked. But yeah, I, I learned everything on the job. It's actually crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it took a lot. Like I've been a buyer now for eight years. Eight years. Yeah. So it has taken like a lot of time. I've had a lot of time to learn. Mm. Um, 
But I just, I work and I grow with my team. So I just try to absorb as much new information as I can. Um, Planning, for example, is a very new um, department for us. So prior to, what is it, two years ago now is when we had our first planner join our team. Um, And I did, I learned so much from her and having that whole new department added to the business. Um, and so I just try to like, yeah, absorb as much knowledge as I can. And I think like the reason why I've been able to get to the position I'm in now has been my understanding of the White Fox customer and how White Fox does things. Um, and I think like, that's why a lot of people would come to me for advice. Like, Hey, like, do you think this will work? Do you think that'll work? And I think it was purely due to my understanding of the White Fox business um, and really knowing, like, what our customer wanted. Yeah, because you yeah. have been here from the yeah. start. Like, and you <laughs> are the customer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, like, I am the customer, the customer as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, like, the first thing. I was like, well, I'm buying for me. Like, yeah. so what would no, I, I want to wear? Yeah. And that's what we'll make. <laughs> it felt like that at a time. Obviously, we've gone very far beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're not buying for me. No, no, no. Um, But like at the time, you know, in the early days, it was like, yeah, like this is exactly what I'm obsessed with. So I think other people will also be in line with that. And they were. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, it's very different now. Sorry. (laughs) I think another major change in buying at White Fox is the massive like loungewear collections that you guys have been doing for a while now. So talk us through how that kind of started and the process of creating our huge loungewear collections. That's actually, so the start of loungewear, we were always, you know, Uh, we had like sweatpants and stuff like that available on our website, but we were never focusing solely on loungewear as a full category and as, you know, a driving force behind White Fox to really like take it to the next level. Um, It kind of actually stemmed from COVID and the impacts of everybody being in lockdown and, you know, people not being able to wear mini dresses anywhere or bustiers anywhere. Um, COVID's kind of when our lounge category took off we um you know it was a difficult time for a lot of fashion companies and fashion retailers it was hard to get stock in um it was a very tricky time to navigate but honestly once again going back to testament to Daniel and Georgia they pushed through so well through COVID they supported all of the staff um keeping everybody you know coming into the office every day, which was amazing. Um, But it really gave us the chance to see like, hey, loungewear is what's working for us. Let's keep, let's keep running with this. Um, So we worked with great suppliers that were able to keep providing us stock all through (laughs) COVID, which was really hard. Um, But we jumped on straight away and we started designing new hoodies, new um, sweatpants and all different artworks that we could put on our loungewear um, and see like how quickly we can bring it in to really serve that demand that there was during COVID for at-home clothing. Um, So yeah, that's, that's really what started the loungewear category. But then since then, wow, like it has not stopped. Skyrocketed. <laughs> we skyrocketed. Uh, and it's like collection after collection that you yeah. guys are doing now. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. So we implemented that new strategy on the back of COVID being like, okay, lounge collections, like pieces that you can wear as a matching set um, really work for White Fox. I think that's like the biggest thing about White Fox. Every, 
our customers really like a matching set, which is great because you're just ready head to toe. Like you don't need to think about it. Yeah. Um, so we started implementing the strategy of like, let's do loungewear collections. Let's do a whole range, multiple colors, and we'll drop them, you know, a certain amount of times through the year. We started with, I think it was called our Essentials Collection. I think that's what the first one was called. Yeah. yeah. Essentials yeah. Club. Essentials Club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the first one. Um, and then from there we just kept creating new ones. That The first one was like quite country club vibes and that was kind of the avenue all going and then we went a little bit more edgy um, and – now we have a whole team that works solely on loungewear. So we'll have graphic designers in-house creating new artworks for all of our product. And we're constantly building on our lounge category. Our lounge category is huge at the so moment. So big. So big. It is so hard to think of like new colorways to put, <laughs> <laughs> to put products in. That's like the trickiest thing. We're like, what color combination haven't we done here? <laughs> we've done um, all. Yeah, we've done a lot. <laughs> but there's always new ones popping up. So it's really fun. Um, you always like see a new color, but like has that been there this whole time like was that color on the color card before um so yeah it's really fun it's it's growing so fast and I think the best part is now being able to walk down the street and literally see white fox hoodies mm. on every person girl guys all of it like it's amazing I love going into the city and seeing like guys with their girlfriends and the guys wearing the I white know. fox too I'm like yes <laughs> I love it I know. <laughs> I love it so We're much. We're taking over. Everyone's yeah. in White Fox Lounge. Oh, Honestly. I mean, and you can the never airport. Have, yeah, right? <laughs> like, the airport. Yeah. yeah. The airport's full. Um, but, yeah, it's you can never have too many. Never have too many hoodies or, like, sweaters. So um, it's really amazing to see. And the girls work so, so hard to, one, create new lounge collections and, two, keep our loungewear in stock because it flies mm. so quickly oh God, the buyers are constantly the buyers are just constantly baffled they're like as if like I didn't expect it <laughs> I didn't expect it to sell out um so yeah they work really really hard and yeah the girls are working on the next collection that will be coming soon yeah stay tuned stay tuned yeah. <laughs> there's always another lounge collection um yeah that's really fun I'm really excited for this one um but yeah, so that'll be dropping dropping soon. Coming and soon. And we mean stay tuned because <laughs> she's gonna be gone soon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> gone before your eyes peeled and set those alarms. Oh, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. So when you are deciding to have a new collection, like what is the process? Like from when you see that inspo, like yeah. what? Yeah, how, talk us through that process. So just like you said, like yeah, starts with inspo. So could be coming from Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, wherever, out in the wild. Like we might just be taking photos of things that we see on the weekend. Um, starts with the inspo and then we'll put together inspo boards. So specifically for loungewear, obviously it's very, um, you know, reliant on what that artwork looks like. Our loungewear blocks, so the actual pieces itself, the fit doesn't change too, too much. So it's really reliant on what that artwork's going to be. Um, so we'll usually put together a whole inspo board and then work with graphic designers to create the artworks. Um, usually we'll put together about three or four different um, concepts. So artwork concepts, um, different fonts, different layouts and just play around with it that way. Um, and then once we're happy with three, that's when we'll go to Daniel and Georgia. They've got a really like close eye on all the loungewear collections that we release, which is great. They come over and we're like, okay, what do you think of these three <laughs> concepts? Um, 
sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, do that one for this time. Maybe do that one for the next time, um, which is really great. And, yeah, so we'll uh, pick the strongest concept and proceed to create that artwork on each individual block. So that might be placing it on the back of a hoodie, on the front pocket, um, on sweatpants, like where we want the placements to be. And then we'll send all of the tech packs and CADs off to our suppliers. Our suppliers will then do, you know, the strike-offs, which is like the print strike-offs. Um, they'll create the samples of the new styles and send everything out to us. Once we get them, we fit them. So on I'm Tiara. still... Yeah, on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, I'll fit the styles. We'll make sure we're happy with everything. If placements need to move or if, like, the size of artworks needs to change, we'll do all of those, like, comments and send those back to the factories. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it's honestly picking colours, which is the hardest part <laughs> of putting a collection together because sometimes we'll either be have way too many really strong options and be like, oh, we need to cull this down. Like, this is going to be hard. Or be on the opposite, just be struggling to figure out which colours to go with. Um, so that's honestly the probably the trickiest part is picking the colours to go to launch with. Um, customers that, like, know White Fox well, you know that we always drop new colourways of things later in time. But, you know, picking that initial, you know, four or five colourways is really tricky. Um, and then from there, that's when the buyers take over. So they jump in, they will place the order on those styles, figure out how many units they want of each individual one, which colour they think will be strongest. Um, so much background research goes into put it, like putting together an order. Before they get to actually placing an order and placing the units, they have studied everything. Like what worked for us last year, uh, hoodies better than sweaters at the moment, everything. They've like analysed it to a T to make sure that that first drop is spot on. Because that's the trickiest part. Once you drop it and if you sell out of the wrong thing or like sell out of, of something that you didn't put enough units behind and you're like, oh, I should have got more of that in. Um, they just want as much research as possible behind it before they're making that decision. So they'll order it. We then get the stock in. So our suppliers work really quickly, which is so lovely. Um, we have like a four to six week turnaround on our product, which is quite rare. Usually lead times on production is a lot longer. So it's nice that we get to work like so close to our launch dates. And then once the stock comes in, we launch it online with the help of the warehouse team, the e-com team, the content and socials team. Everyone's promoting it, marketing's promoting it um, and get it online. And then we track the sell-through of all of our products. Every single product on the item is obviously monitored very closely and tracked by the buyers. Um, and, you know, if something's taking off, when do we restock it? How quickly can we get it in? And, yeah, it's that for every single product that's online. It's not just for lounge. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a big job. Yeah. It's a big job, yeah. So the girls, oh, they, they're great. They work so hard and they're always on top of it. They're like, oh, quickly, mm -hmm. let's let's jump on this. It's taking off. I want to make sure that I have XYZ in stock by this time. Um, yeah, so they're great. But that would be amazing <laughs> to see it come to life like that. You've literally seen it from start to finish yeah. and to be on the website and, yeah, yeah everyone wearing it. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's great. Like, you should see our, where our desks are. We're just surrounded by clothes, which yeah. Yeah, is amazing. Like a sea of we're literally in a sea of clothes. <laughs> um, but that's because we're seeing them from, like, literally inspiration to all the sampling stages, which there are a lot of sampling stages. Um, that's why there's so many samples around us. Um, yeah, and then getting it online and selling it 
and even dispatching it in the warehouse when we go and help in dispatch as well during like high sale times, um, we'll help out and we can place our like hoodie in an order and it's so cool. And we're like, oh my God, like, yay, it's selling. Yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, so it's really nice. Yeah. yeah, that is so cool. And you have people literally like demanding a restock. <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> how many times is like, offstage restocked now? Oh, <laughs> Lost count. We're restocking every second week at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot get enough. So what would you say is your favourite collection that you've worked on? That's tricky because I've loved all of them, obviously. I think... Oh, this might just be because it's been the most recent collection, but our Coachella collection was so much fun to work on. It was such a variety of product and a variety of vibes, which is like what our whole plan was for that collection, making sure we had every festival vibe. Um, and so that was really fun because we got to do so much research and do like key styling fits for each like festival look. So we did like the OG festival with all like the lace and really traditional. And then we got to do, you know, the cool girl vibes and make it more edgy and then really like sparkly things as well. And that's so much fun getting to do like specialty fabrics. is just, oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, look, it's hard. It's very, it's very hard, um, but it's so cool when you get to get like really cool fabrics in. Yeah. Um, and just, Putting diamantes on everything is yeah, the best. a very fun collection. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, so I think that was really cool to see that come to life. And then obviously the way the content team shot it and did those campaigns was just so incredible. Yeah, it looked unreal. Um, exactly like what us as the product team were envisioning when we were creating the product to see it come to life. So that was amazing. Um, and then I'm also loving probably the one that I can't talk about, the one that's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. We're gatekeeping that for now. <laughs> you don't want to be that person teasing things, but... But, yeah. but you are going to tease yeah, it. Yeah. It's coming soon and it's her favourite one yet. <laughs> Spot on. So yep. stay tuned. That is another, like, journey that must be really exciting is having that initial concept that you guys have all worked so hard on and then seeing it shot in real life yeah. and, like, the whole vision coming to life, that must be really cool for you guys. Yeah. We work so closely with the content team as well and obviously, like, the way they put together outfits is incredible and we're always like, yes, like, I love that. That's exactly, like, what I was hoping for. Yeah. Which is great to see. But then as well, like, we'll often say, like, hey, like, if it's for a campaign or for a certain product where we had this, like, really concrete vision for... We'll say that to them as well, like, oh, this is this is what we had in mind. Um, and then they'll just bring the whole thing to life, which is amazing. Um, and then, yeah, like, the campaigns are so cool when you see them, like, off in – where were they for the last shoot? Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, so amazing. And, yeah, I know, like, the lounge collections as well, they got to shoot the Project 5 one on Harry and Georgia, I which know. was – that was actually probably one of the most mind-blowing moments. That would have been in a White big Fox. moment to see your designs Product. and yeah. products. On one on yeah. Harry and Georgia, and two on billboards, yes. like all over Sydney and in LA. And in LA, yeah. I remember, like, we were just the product. All the girls that worked on that collection. We were just like, oh my god, like 
we made that. Yeah. Like, that's up on a collect on a billboard <laughs> and we made that. It was so cool. And on the back of buses, like, mm. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you could not escape it. No. <laughs> it so Would you good. say that was a highlight for your career? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely a career highlight. I think the funniest thing was when um, – I was actually just like out the front of my house one day and I always have a good chat with my neighbour who's this like older man um, and he's just always up for a great chat and she, he was telling me like, oh yeah, I was. I told my daughter that you work for White Fox. I told my daughter that you created the hoodie that she was wearing and oh. she lost it. Oh. <laughs> like, she absolutely lost it. She was like screaming, being like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like she worked at White Fox next door oh, and like she'd obviously so seen nice. all the billboards and all the buses and saw White Fox everywhere um, and she was literally like she'd bought the hoodie and was wearing the Oh. I'm like, oh my god. That's, That's so, so cute. I love you. <laughs> That's like, that is so sweet. Um, but yeah, seeing people like seeing anyone wear a white fox hoodie still gets me. Like yeah. my boyfriend knows if we're walking anywhere, I'll be like, oh my god, there's a white fox hoodie. Funny He's like, that. Yeah, people wear them. Like sometimes <laughs> he gets frustrated with me. He's like, why do you have to say it every time? I'm like, because it's still crazy. Like yeah. it is so cool to see it in yeah. the wild. Yeah, it yeah. really is. He gets he gets sick of it all the time. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm still excited. What would you say that your best moment has been working for White Fox so far? I know there's probably a lot because Ooh. you have been here for so long. <laughs> wow, I sound so old when you <laughs> the grandma. No. You've just been here for, uh, I mean, their whole, yeah. Oh, it's really tough. I've, oh, I'd probably have to say going to Coachella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the coolest moments. So I've been lucky enough to go twice already. Um, and that the first time especially was just like, gave you shivers like yeah <laughs> we're like oh my god we're here white fox is here we'd see like girls at the festival wearing our festival collection and stuff and that was really cool that was probably like the coolest moment that I've had with yeah. white fox yeah um, I can imagine like, who gets to do this yeah work? Like, I know. it's amazing <laughs> I know right it's so amazing um and like seeing products on girls in LA as well is just like a whole nother level we're like wow we're in America, like everyone's wearing it. I know, it's to be in Sydney because we're based mm. in Sydney, but um, for you going over there and seeing people yeah. there. Yeah, no, that was really, really cool. Okay, so going on from that, what do you think is your career highlight as a whole? Oh, that's tough. There's been a lot of highlights <laughs> through the years. I think it's honestly where I am today. This is the highlight of my career. I think every day is the highlight of my career. I just feel so blessed to be able to work with such a great team um, and in a business where everybody gets on so well and collaborates so well together. Um, honestly, like, this is my highlight. I know that sounds really weird to say. Um, but, yeah, I just feel so honoured that I can offer my, you know, input to so many different departments as well and work really closely whether it's designing or whether it's in buying or planning um yeah like I I just love what I do so I think it's just every day is <laughs> every day is a highlight yeah that's um, amazing yeah. like not many people can say that they love what they do every day and like I feel like that actually is yeah. the mm. epitome of what you, you would want. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Career the goal. Yeah. yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. And our last question for you, what would be your advice for anyone getting into the role? I know that you said that your route was a little different, but I mean, now you're hiring people for your team. Yeah. Like, what would be your advice? Obviously, I didn't personally study 
buying to get into the role I am today, but I don't necessarily think it's a requirement. It is obviously a great step up and a great benefit to have that, um, you know, that knowledge before starting a role. But I do think you can learn so much on the job. Starting in, you know, an entry-level position, learning as much as you can about a business, you know, offering your help in any department, it goes a really long way. And I think that's something that I even look for now today if I'm, you know, hiring for a junior team member. I'm just looking for people who are active and wanting to further their knowledge, you know, build the skills, work ethic is just a huge, a huge part of the role, I feel, um, and part of any job, like having that strong work, work ethic and, you know, wanting to just grow and l- take on as much information as possible. My advice would be to just, you know, start in a position and offer as much time as you can to learn as much as you can. Um, it goes such a long way. And I just, I know personally as a manager, it doesn't go unnoticed. I'm always noticing people that are putting, you know, 150% into their role and then taking an opportunity to sit down with someone a bit more senior than you and learn what you can. Ghost them for a day, um, you know, I'm always willing to give that opportunity to people. I'm sure other managers are as well. So I think that's, yeah, that's kind of my advice because I just, I've learned everything that I know by being in a role. I've always been a doer. I might not have, you know, the exact same skill set as someone else, but I've just always been someone who wants to jump into action and just be doing. I don't know, that's probably not really advice, but that's yeah, kind of that's good advice. Yeah, like you've got to be a hard worker and you've got to show that you want it. And I feel like yeah. if you put the effort and you have the intention and you make the right relationships with people and yeah. who are willing to mentor you, like you will get to where you want to be. Since you are a bit of a trendsetter for White Fox, <laughs> we thought we would play... Yeah, yeah, you are. you are. You definitely are. wearing something, I'm like, oh, I think I want that. You already <laughs> said Uggs were in last week, so I'm Uggs just following you now. <laughs> we want to play a little game of in or out, fashion okay. trend edition. Okay. So we're going to go through just some of the trends at the moment and you've got to say if you think they're in or out. Okay, and is it just like my personal opinion? Yeah, your personal okay, cool. opinion. Your so personal there's opinion. no right or wrong answer? There's no right okay. or wrong answer. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got a bit of a list for you. First one is ballet core. Oh, when done right. So I'm like absolutely, yes, it's in. I don't think I'm on board with the ballet flats. Like, oh. that's where I have to draw the line. <laughs> All about the leg warmers. I'm obsessed. Yeah, you've been rocking them. I, I love them. <laughs> so comfy. I love, like, the whole, like, ballet core fit, soft girl vibe. Just just without the ballet flats for yeah. me. Yeah. The line has to be somewhere. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too triggered from, you know, the high school days of yeah. ballet flats. Yeah. <laughs> the flat foot on the ground. No, oh. it's a no from me. But yes to ballet core. Okay. Yeah. In. Okay. Ballet core. Yeah. Okay. Ballet core is in. Um, hoodies under blazers. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I do. It's really uncomfortable. (laughs) It's for fashion. (laughs) Yeah, right? I wouldn't say it's the most comfortable outfit, especially when your um, blazer isn't big enough. Like to to stuff the hoodie sleeve through through the blazer is very uncomfortable, but I love the look. Yes. Yeah. It always looks so cool. I haven't actually, I don't think I have a blazer that's like oversized enough. enough. You need a a men's blazer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You need to get Mm. like an old, like even from like an op shop or something. Yes. Like an old school men's blazer and then like especially like a grey hoodie underneath. It looks great. Leggings, great. Okay, hot Easy. tip. Yeah. Because I'm looking like stuffed. Yeah, you don't want to be like in there. Yeah, you don't want to be like the Michelin man stuffed <laughs> yeah. sleeves. Yeah, not like It's not, not exactly like. what we're trying to give. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
not giving stuffed chicken. Stuffed chicken. I love that. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it felt appropriate. It's like the Michelin men. Um, this is what I get. Yeah. Okay. The next trend is Y2K vibes. Oh, I love this. I, am I meant to say no to some of these trends? Because I'm, I'm yes to all. <laughs> yes to all I'm yes to all. Um, yeah, I love... Look, I think Y2K was probably a bit stronger last year. Um, but there's still, like, elements this year. I'd say more it's, like, a bit grunge now, whereas last year it was, like, really, like, you know, Paris Hilton vibes, I feel. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, going a little bit more down the grunge route of what Y2K was, I'm all about. Yeah, yeah. like cargoes, yeah. low-rise kind of mm-hmm. vibes. Absolutely, like the, like, brown colours and then there's, like, the dark black lace and stuff like that. Chokers, all about it. Belts, I'm obsessed with belts at the moment. Mm. Belts are having a moment. They're like, coming back. Belts are coming. They're coming back and I'm all, I'm here for it. I'm so excited. I've been like just doing my belt shopping. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally have orders coming and they're just filled with belts. It's so okay, random. Okay, belts yeah. are random. <laughs> yeah. It's so random. Um, but yeah, definitely. That's still Y2K vibes. Mm. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Okay, what about skinny jeans? I feel like I've seen these coming back oh. a bit. What are, what are our thoughts? We discuss this daily. I'm not even joking. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's a hot topic in the bike. Honestly, team. yeah, it is. Because they're like, guys, it's coming. What are we going to do? Like, it's coming back. Skinny jeans are coming. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it when styled right. So I will allow skinny jeans when they're tucked into boots and that's the only way. <laughs> Okay. Personally. What do we have going on on top to make it? So I would say, I think you can still do like semi, like maybe a mid rise skinny jean in knee high boots with literally a white, like not a fitted tank, like just a bit of a baggier tank and a belt. Hot. Emrata vibes. Think Emrata. Okay. Okay. Think Emrata. Yeah. I mean, if you looked like Emrata, it's even better. Really <laughs> wear yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, otherwise, it's probably going to be a no from me if it's not in boots. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. Borderline out. Yeah, I'm on the fence still. I think actually borderline in. It's coming back, isn't it? I know it? it's coming. I'm yeah. stressed. I know. It's stressing me out that it's, it's coming. I'm so stressed. Oh, I know because I don't it was know like if I'm ready. No low, like for low rise, we're like not nah, not going to exactly. do it. Exactly. And now we're all wearing it. So what's going to happen? Are we going to be in skinny jeans? That's our exact conversation every day. We're like everyone said the low rise jeans weren't going to come back. Hey, I don't own a pair of high rise anymore. Yeah. Like it's coming, guys. Get ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is wearing skinny jeans with my ballet flats back in. Like, oh, oh, no. 2007. Oh like, God. that's what I'm getting. This time next year, we're oh, all going to be sitting no. here. I don't, I don't. Next year could be, like, I'm next triggered. week. I can't go back there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next is cowboy boots. Yes, yes, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you need a reason for them. No. I think they should just be everyday attire. <laughs> they're a wardrobe staple. Yeah, they're yeah. a wardrobe staple. I'm absolutely yes on cowboy boots. Yeah. And multiple colours. Yes. Yes. It's the colours. <laughs> yeah. We love it. I wish that was appropriate to wear. I mean, Why not? It, kind of is. it absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, especially working here, you can, you can absolutely wear, wear your you cowboy want. boots to work. <laughs> yeah. People do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out of the shops, maybe you'd get some looks, but own it. Mm, I agree. Absolutely own exactly. it. Exactly. It's a vibe. I feel like I just feel 
powerful in my cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, sometimes you don't want to wear a high heel boot. And cowboy boots like, that perfect height. Mm-hmm. So you can wear it casually or dress it up. It's great. Yeah. I'm all for it. They're in. Mm-hmm. They're in. I actually wore them out the other weekend. and. Yeah. Wow. Comfy, hey. Literally. So comfy. I wore them to Mardi Gras. Yeah, oh my that God. was my what it was for. I wore yeah. my silver cowboy boots. <laughs> Loved it. I did not have any complaints about my feet hurting. Oh, no. Right. No. Okay, maybe I'll yeah. be getting my cow- of cowboy Every- boots Everybody out. Everybody get your cowboy boots out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what would you say your trend predictions are for this coming season? I think I've kind of already mentioned it in the game, but I think grunge girl is the new trend, like especially going into our colder seasons now here in Australia. Just, you know, black fits, high boots, I'm obsessed with belts, as I've already said. So, like, silver belts with, like, cool necklaces. I've been seeing so many of, like, the gothic cross necklaces coming back mm. in. Oh, I'm all for it. Okay. I'm so all for it. Um, yeah, and, like, the chain, you know, low hip belts on, like, little black silhouettes with high black boots. Studs. I'm obsessed. All of it. So, like, simple with accessories yeah, kind of vibes. Accessories. Yeah, accessories. Like, I've yeah. missed accessories. I'm... I still love, like, clean girl gold accessories. Like, I'm all about that. But I like being able to play around with some, like, cooler, more vintage things, like silvers, um, yeah, like gothic crosses and, like, long chains and stuff. I'm, I'm here, ready to bring it back. Yeah, okay. Wow, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's playful. Like, it's, it's fun to do. I know, like... It's super easy to wear your gold jewellery every single day because most people just don't take it off. It looks great. I do love it. Um, But, you know, playing around with accessories is fun. Okay, well, I'm excited to see your outfits with all these new belts you've got coming. (laughs) I'll just come in wearing multiple belts. Watch everyone start to wear belts. You're going to be jingling around. (laughs) Love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been so nice. I mean, I know you, but I feel like I've gotten to know your journey, like, so much better. Yeah, I know, me too. It has been nice, like, take it way back to the beginning and everything. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It hasn't been as nerve-wracking as I thought it would. <laughs> I know. Thank you for like going past your fears and coming on. Yes, we we appreciate I've grown it today, <laughs> and the people appreciate it. Yeah, so. thanks guys. In thanks so facing your fears, yeah. yes. absolutely, it's in. <laughs> make sure you subscribe and download wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. Yes, and make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at White Fox After Hours for all the extra BTS content, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>